Section 9 of The Curious Book of Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Curious Book of Birds by Abby Farwell Brown. The Peacock's Cousin. Long, long ago, in the days of wise King Solomon, the crow and the pheasant were the best of friends, and were always seen going about together, wing in wing. Now the pheasant was the peacock's own cousin. A great honor, many thought, for the peacock was the most glorious of all the birds. But it was not altogether pleasant for the pheasant, because at that time he wore such plain and shabby old garments that his proud relative was ashamed of him, and did not like to be reminded that they were of the same family. When the peacock went strutting about with his wonderful tail spread fanwise, and with his vain little eyes peering to see who might be admiring his beauty, the peacock's cousin and his friend the crow, who was then a plain white bird, would slink aside and hide behind a tree, whence they would peek enviously until the peacock had passed by. Then the peacock's cousin would say, oh how beautiful how grand how noble he is how came such a lordly bird to have for a cousin so homely a creature as i but the crow would answer trying to comfort his friend yes he is glorious but listen what a harsh and disagreeable voice he has and see how vain he is i would not be so vain had i so scandalous a tale in my family history then the crow told the peacock's cousin how his proud relative came to have so unmusical a voice when adam and eve were living peacefully in their fair garden while satan was still seeking in vain a way to enter there the peacock was the most beautiful of all the companions who surrounded the happy pair his plumage shone like pearl and emerald and his voice was so melodious that he was selected to sing the lord's praises every day in the streets of heaven but he was then as now very very vain and satan prowling about outside the wall of paradise saw this aha he said to himself here is the vainest creature in all the world he is the one i must flatter in order to win entrance to the garden where i am to work my mischief let me approach the peacock satan stole softly to the gate and in a wielding voice called to the peacock o most wonderful and beautiful bird are you one of the birds of paradise yes i am one of the dwellers in the happy garden answered the peacock strutting but who are you who slink about so secretly as if afraid of someone i am one of the cherubim who are appointed to sing the lord's praises answered the wicked satan i have stopped for a moment to visit the paradise which he has prepared for the blessed and i find as my first glimpse of its glories you o most lovely bird will you conceal me under your rainbow wings and bring me within the walls i dare not answered the peacock the lord allows none to enter here he will be angry and will punish me oh charming bird went on satan with his smooth tongue take me with you and i will teach you three mysterious words 
which shall preserve you forever from sickness age and death at this promise the peacock was greatly tempted and began to hesitate in his refusals and at last he said i dare not myself let you in o stranger but if you keep your promise i will send the serpent who is wiser than i and who may more easily find some way to let you enter unobserved so it was through the peacock that satan met the vile serpent whose shape he assumed in order to enter the garden and tempt eve with the apple and for the peacock's share in the doings of that dreadful day the lord took away his beautiful voice and sent him forth from the pleasant garden to chatter harshly in this workaday world where his gloriousness and his vanity are but a reminder to men of the shame which he brought upon their ancestors and therefore said the crow concluding his gossip therefore dear pheasant i see no reason why we should envy your cousin we are very plain citizens of birdland but we are at least respectable i like you much better having nothing to make you vain nothing of which to be ashamed so the crow spoke in the wisdom which he had learned from solomon but the peacock's cousin refused to be comforted the shabbiness of his coat preyed upon his mind and he fancied that the other birds jeered at him because in such old clothes he dared to be the peacock's cousin it seemed to him that every day the peacock himself grew more haughty and more patronizing one day the crow and the peacock's cousin were sauntering through the melee woods when they met the peacock face to face the crow looked defiant and stood jauntily but the pheasant tried to shrink out of sight the peacock however had spied his poor relative and was filled with cousinly resentment at his appearance he stopped short he stood upon one leg he puffed and ruffled himself spreading out his thousand-eyed tail so that its colors flashed wonderfully in the sunshine he frilled his neck feathers and snapped his mean little eyes maliciously then turning his back on the shabby couple said as he stepped airily away ah i have dropped some of my old feathers back there a little way you can have them if you like pheasant they will freshen you up a bit you really are looking shockingly seedy but for mercy's sake don't wear them in my presence i can't bear to see any one parading in my cast-off elegance then the peacock minced away the peacock's cousin stamped on the ground and flapped his wings with rage if he had been a girl he would have burst into tears i cannot stand this he cried to be treated as if i were a beggar to be given old clothes to wear crow crow if you were any kind of friend you would help me but you stand staring there and see me insulted without turning a feather what is the use of all your wisdom that you learned from king solomon if you cannot help a friend in need i tell you i must have some better garments or i shall die of mortification don't be excited said the crow soothingly i have been thinking the matter over and i believe i can do something listen yesterday i found brushes and a box of colors in a room of the king's palace they belonged to the court painter now they belong to me for i have hidden them away in the hollow tree where no one else can find them i thought they might be useful and i think so still 
"'Well, well, what do you propose to do with the paints and brushes?' cried the peacock's cousin, impatiently. "'I propose to paint you, to varnish you, to gild you,' patiently answered the crow. "'Oh, you dear crow!' exclaimed the other, clapping his wings. "'You will make me brilliant and beautiful. You will make me worthy of the peacock, will you not? How clever of you to think of such a thing!' "'Yes,' replied the crow. "'I watched the court painter at work in the garden one day, "'and I know how it is done. "'I will make you as glorious as you wish, "'but you must return the compliment. "'If you are to be an ornament of fashion, so must I be. "'For are we not inseparable cronies? "'And when you become beautiful, "'it would not do for you to be seen with such a dowdy as I am.' "'You dear creature,' said the peacock's cousin affectionately, of course we will share alike. I will paint you as soon as I see how you succeed with me. Ah, I know your skill in everything. You will be a fine artist, my friend. But come, let us get to work at once. So the flattered crow led him to the hollow tree where he had concealed the brushes and the gilding and the Indian ink and all the glorious changeable tints which an eastern artist uses in his paintings. Here we are, said the crow. Now let us see what we shall see when Master Crow turns painter. The crow set to work with a will, splashing on the colors generously, gold and green and bronze iridescence. He had the peacock in mind, and though he did not exactly copy the plumage of that wonderful bird, he managed to suggest the cousinship of the pheasant in the golden eyes of his long and beautiful tail. When he had finished, the crow was delighted with his work. Ah, he cried, now bend over this fountain, my dear friend, and observe yourself. I think you do credit to my skill as an artist, eh? The peacock's cousin hurried down to the water pool, all in a flutter of excitement. And when he saw his image, he cried, How beautiful, how truly beautiful I am! Why, I am quite as handsome as Peacock himself. Surely now he need not be ashamed to call me cousin. I shall move in the most fashionable circles. Heavens, look at my lovely tail. Look at my burnished feathers. I must go immediately and show my new dress to cousin Peacock. I should not be surprised if he became jealous of my gloriousness. And off he started as fast as he could go. Hold on, cried the crow. Don't run away so quickly. You have forgotten something. Don't you remember that you promised to paint me beautiful like yourself? Oh, bother, answered the ungrateful friend, tossing his head. I have no time now for such business. I must hasten to my cousin, for this is a matter of family pride. Run along like a good creature, and by the way, you may as well gather the feathers which Peacock mentioned. I am sure they will make you look quite respectable. Besides, I will give you some of mine when I have worn them a little. Ta-ta, and he stepped airily away. But the crow strolled after him, shaking his wings and crying, Come back, come back, and perform your part of the bargain, you selfish, ungrateful creature. And he caught the pheasant by one of his long tail feathers. Let go of my train, impertinent wrench, shrieked the peacock's cousin, turning upon him fiercely. I tell you I have no time to spend in such nonsense. I must be presenting myself in high society. 
villain croaked the crow and he rushed forward fiercely intending to tear out the beautiful feathers which he had painted for his ungrateful friend thereupon the pheasant exclaimed you want to be painted do you well take that and seizing the bottle of indian ink which was in the eastern painter's paint box he hurled it at the poor crow deluging with blackness his spotless feathers then laughing harshly away he flew to his cousin the peacock who received him with proud affection because now they were really birds of a feather for the peacock's cousin was become one of the most beautiful birds in the world but the poor crow was now a sombre blackbird wearing the seedy-looking inky coat which we know so well to-day his heart was broken by his friend's faithlessness and he became a sour cynic who can see no good in anything he flies about crying caw caw in the most disagreeable sarcastic tone as if sneering at the mean action of that malay bird which he can never forget End of section nine. Recording by Sharon Kilmer, Rio Medina, Texas.